0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to Iggy's Sports Talk. I am your host, Jake Ignazewski, or Iggy for short, and I greatly appreciate you taking this time to listen to Iggy's Sports Talk. This is your first time listening to this podcast. I not only talk about sports, but I bring on guests to talk about their experiences in life and how they've been able to overcome challenges and relieve their mental health. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on whatever audio platform you're using so you get notified for weekly episodes. And also do me a favor and rate and review this podcast so more people can find it. Also, just so you know, if you want to watch this podcast through video version, go over to the YouTube channel at Iggy's Sports Talk. You can also follow my Instagram for weekly clips from each episode. Now let's listen in to this week's episode of Iggy Sports Talk. I am here with Jordan Spurgeon, who is a multimedia journalist for Sports 360 in Arizona, and he is also graduating from Arizona State this December. So how's it going, Jordan?
1: Yeah, Jake, it's, it's a great day. I've just been busy, busy, busy all day long, and um, yeah, just really glad to be here. Thanks for taking the time to talk with me.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. So I just want to start off real quick. It's, it's about to be December, in or it's about to be winter, uh, up in New England, snow's about to start coming down. Um, how is it out in Arizona? I've, I've heard that those temperatures go up to like 105, like 110 sometimes. So it's all
1: rubbing it in a little
0: bit. We're past that
1: stage now, so now we're in the beautiful part of Arizona where it's uh, about 80 right now. In the nighttime, it gets down to 55, which for us is like sweats and hoodies. I go to the gym at 5 a.m., I'm fully decked out and heavy clothes um i will take that winter any day over a new england winter i've been there in the winter oh yeah it's very cold so i'm enjoying we just got past the 100 degree weather and it's like beautiful 80s go out not sweating instantly it's it's the perfect time of year
0: there you go yeah it's so funny because anytime i talk to people like down in florida i have a few friends in arizona too as well but like when it gets down to like 50 or 60 like they're like in hoodies they're like in winter gear and i'm like thinking in my mind like you have no clue, like, what, what I deal with up in New Hampshire, up in New England, where it's, like, below freezing.
1: Yeah, it, it changes just, like, your mood, like, in, in my opinion, but it's, uh, I think everyone has their own taste. Like, for me, I, I I enjoy the sunshine, but I have friends from the East Coast that they, they hate this weather. They, they'd rather it be cold right now, and they want to, like, have bundled up and put on their winter outfits because they look good or feel good or however it is, but.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, it's just kind of personal taste. Yeah, I completely agree, man. Well, I just wanted to say something for the listeners because I think it's pretty incredible how we were connected because I, to- I told you this a few weeks ago, and, and you didn't even know this uh, up until the time, but we've been talking for around, I think it's been over a year now, but um, my dad sent me over your website, and he's like, check out this kid Jordan's website. Maybe you can use some, some of the things that he did on his website to... You know, use for yours as well, and it's crazy because you know we connected a little bit on our similarities of being interested in sports journalism and sports reporting, and then we figured out that we both are really interested in mental health connected with sports, and that we both really look up to Mike Studd and his YNK podcast as well. And I think it's incredible how you know I always think everything happens for a reason. You know, life sets up these different uh, things in our life perfectly, and you know, he could have sent me anybody else's website. Like I, I think about it. like there's millions of people that are studying like sports journalism, and sports reporting, but he sent me yours. And I'm, I'm so grateful that we were able to be connected that way.
1: Yeah. It, when you told me that I just kind of sat there and was like, wow, I never like thought that was it. I figured you just like found me on Instagram or something, but you know, that's just things get put out in, in the universe or into energy or whatever, however anybody wants to describe it. And, um, mm-hmm you know, you meet people for a reason, people enter your life for a reason, people leave your life for a reason. Um, You make small connections with people that could grow into bigger connections randomly out of nowhere. Like, I think it's probably been a little over a year since I think the first time we like reached out to each other, you'd reached out to me. And um, I feel like we've talked more and more over the time since then. And now here we are doing a podcast and just kind of chatting it up for really one of the first times. And um, yeah, it's just those things are hard to explain. They just kind of happen for a reason and um, yeah, I think it just benefits people in general when you you just find the right people when you're in the right mindset. That's that's the important part. When you're in the right mindset, the right people start coming around.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, I completely agree and I I, th- I thought it was pretty cool when, when we first started talking about, you know, our our similar interest of the YNK podcast and especially how Mike um, really connects with like athletes as well as, you know, business professionals and other artists as well about the deeper parts of you know life and and really I, I I think I said it to you but you know it's tough to find those people that don't especially our age that don't think surface level like and, and w- when you say to them like well tomorrow's not promised they're like well you don't got to get all deep about it well I'm sorry but that's just the reality of the situation if you if you don't if you take things for granted and if you don't have experiences in your life where you kind of uh, get that pushed into your face. Um, and you, you, you're not ready for it. You're not mentally ready for it. You you don't have the mental strength to be able to deal with different challenges. Um, sometimes life will just slap you in the face.
1: Yeah, no, I hundred percent agree. And we, we go through a lot of things for different reasons and we can get into all that throughout this too. But, you know, sometimes, uh, in the moment, you're going through a downtime and just wonder why. And then eventually you kind of get out of it and you're like, Oh, that's why. Mm -hmm. And then this person pops into your life. Okay. So that was the reason why I went through this. And um, you lost this one person. At the time it was painful. And later on, you're like, okay, I see why they're really not in my life at this point. So it's really weird how it works. There's really like no explanation for it other than like, we're just here for some purpose and whatever that is, I mean, we're just going to be on the right path if we want to be. And that's just to me, that's the key. There's a lot of circumstances that people go through. But when you want to be in the right space and you want to have the right things happen to you, they will happen. Even if it's not mm-hmm. exactly what you thought you wanted, the, the things that you actually need are, are going to appear in your life.
0: Right, exactly. And that's that sort of stuff is tough at times, you know. You you have this expectation in, in reality, it's an unrealistic expectation that this thing has to happen. If it doesn't happen, then I'm gonna be wicked upset about it. And you know, I, I feel like that that's a huge thing, especially for our generation as well, especially with uh social media being ingrained in our lives so early. And I always think about the younger generation as well. It's something that I want to touch upon in my life with raising more awareness for mental health due to uh, social media. I I think it's huge with um, I've I've dealt with it a little bit myself when I put out something and it it doesn't perform as well as I expect. I used to beat myself up about it and be like, well, why isn't it doing as well? But like some people, sort of dictate their happiness because of it, dictate their worth because of it and start to beat up themselves, beat up their appearance. And it, it can really be demoralizing and, and really impact people.
1: And, you know, I think like, no matter what any of us say, we all, we all go through that at times. And I think once you recognize it, and it took me a long time to do this, especially as someone that's into fitness and, and bodybuilding potentially down the line, it's taken a while to realize, like, okay, some of these, physiques that I see on Instagram, for example, are just not obtainable because they're doing things I'm not going to do. Um, same thing in broadcasts. I'll see these people, for example, there's a kid at Arizona state last year that graduated. He won uh, the STAA award for best sportscaster in the nation, which was incredible. And he's a really great guy, really talented broadcaster. And I see things at times and I'm like, man, I want to do that. And I'm thinking, why am I not doing that? Like, why am I not doing that? And I have to step, I have to like, take a step back and realize, well, I'm doing this this is me. That's what he's doing right there. That's not me. That's really cool. And I'd love to do that. It's not me right now. This right. is, this is what I need to be doing. This is my purpose right now. And so I think we all go through that. And so once you recognize it, it can have the awareness to take a step back and it takes a while to develop. And there's no perfect answer. I don't always step back. I feel like I do a good amount, but there's definitely times where I'm sitting there down, like not taking a step back. But right. once you get that realization, you take a step back. You start seeing like okay, a lot of these things that I see, I can use them to help me, but they're not something that I should just be striving for because I see it constantly on my Instagram feed or my TikTok feed or my Twitter feed all day long. Because that's just a rabbit hole that's just going to cause you to really have all kinds of different struggles that you really don't need to have at that time.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and it's it's all about like the growing path. It's all it's all about the experiences being set up in your life strategically so you can get up to that place and. It's, it's something where it's it's interesting that you bring that up, because I, I thought about something with yourself, because I, I went to a college where it wasn't broadcast focused. like I, They didn't have a broadcast department. They didn't have a journalism department. The only thing that Plymouth State University quite honestly had that had similar to my interest was a radio station, and they also had a newspaper. And so I got involved with that. But I mean, I would look at people like yourself, people who go to Syracuse, people who are at these schools where they have these great journalism and broadcasting programs where you know you you get to be a sideline reporter you get to be an anchor uh, in as a class or, or as an extracurricular thing and you know I, I would compare myself and that's one of the biggest things that I'm working on right now is not comparing myself and looking at my path as something different and and I, anytime I did compare myself to that I'm like well this podcast would have never been, created like Iggy sports talk would have never been created. If, if I hadn't had that driver, if I, if I went to a broadcasting sort of college and um, especially for myself right now, somebody who just graduated and is still looking for that full-time job, quite honestly, as much, as much as I love LinkedIn, as much as, uh, it's great for networking, and like that sort of stuff. Now, when I go on LinkedIn, it's just like an ego killer. Cause like, I see all these people and I'm super happy for all these people getting these great jobs, but I'm like, shoot, like, well, I would love that too. And, and, but it obviously motivates you to get to that place and, and that sort of stuff. But, um, I think that's a huge thing just with humanity and our society is comparing yourself to other people.
1: Yeah, and it doesn't really go away. And so I think looking at things like that, it can it can really shape who you are. I mean, I, I felt similar things coming from a community college first, where I had to sort of create opportunities and was right. fortunate to end up getting a job while I was there, working with the Padres radio station and covering the community college football team and just doing it myself. And so I came into ASU thinking almost the opposite where I was thinking, man, all these, all these kids have had all these opportunities and they've been spoiled by it. And here I am, I'm going to come in and uh, like all these things. And I I was like, that's the wrong attitude. Like Mm -hmm. just embrace the opportunities you have now embrace, like where you came from going to community college first and um, just enjoy like what's available to you and so whether it is like in my situation where I've been very fortunate with a lot of opportunities at Arizona State or a situation like yours where you're here creating an awesome podcast multiple podcasts now that you're doing and so everyone has their own different opportunities and so the biggest thing that I say to people when they're asking like oh well I've seen you do these cool things how do I get there and I go well you can with time and I I, I just say right now focus on what do you want to do try different things And then really just create that opportunity, whether it's already on a silver platter for you and all you got to do is ask one question to one person to get that gig or whether it's something that you have to completely create from scratch to get those opportunities for yourself to open up more doors down the line. Both are effective. And sometimes I think building something from scratch is even better because you learned a lot more than just putting together a podcast, you're learning now how to try to get more reach. So you can get more listeners so that you can eventually get a sponsor and you're learning those things that you wouldn't learn in other situations. So for everybody, it's different. So I I think it's all beneficial, however way you look at it, whatever way you look at it.
0: Yeah. 100%. And I, I think that with each situation, you know, we, we learn the same thing at the end of the day and, you know, we're able to live our passion And, and like, that's, that's one of the biggest things that, um, especially going through high school, and I wanted to touch upon this because um, we had very similar um, high school experiences. And I was, I was looking at your Mental Health Day post uh, this afternoon when I was preparing for this episode, and um, it, it's interesting because I didn't make the baseball team. I, I didn't make the varsity baseball team, but I was put on the bench for the entire year of my freshman year. and it, it was, And I didn't make my middle school team either. And so like, I loved baseball so much. And I, I remember, I remember thinking like, I'm, I'm just going to work my butt off to be able to get to that place. And um, I also made YouTube videos during high school and I got, I got pretty badly bullied uh, for those YouTube videos. And, and and it's one of the biggest reasons why I love being able to t- talk in front of a camera nowadays. You know, if I hadn't gone through that, I wouldn't be in this place that I am today. Um, but It's so tough for kids, especially in middle school and high school, when you don't really know who you are, and especially growing up in the social media environment that we did um, with being able to fit in or be normal and you being yourself isn't really accepted. And I I wanted you to talk a little bit about that because um, you had some issues with acne during your freshman year. You You also transferred school. So just talk a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, it's a, a time that I, I recently started enjoying talking about a lot. I honestly buried it for so long. Um, but now I feel like the more I think about it, the more it's helped shape me. So my journey, you know, everyone has stuff. And so I don't look at it as a, a pity me or oh, I went through all this stuff. I look at it as a bright side and it allows me now to shine lights on other people as well as I tell stories. But um, so middle school, um, I lived in a city called Menifee and they didn't really have the best high schools. Um, so my mom wanted to transfer me to Murrieta, which was the next town over. They had really good high schools, and so I went to Vista Murrieta High School, which was one of the top. They're one of the top football programs in the state. They're a top five team every year. They play against yeah, St. Hospital, all those big schools out there, um, so they're really good at football, and their baseball program was really good, too, and so I had two kids from my middle school, but also transferred to go there instead. Same reason. Parents just didn't like the school, and Menifee. Menifee was kind of an up and coming area and the schools were just kind of a a rougher demographic. And my mom didn't really want going there at the time, which was fine. Um, but then, so I never played travel baseball in middle school. We never had the money. We never had the time. So I always just played like little league, um, all of those leagues. I didn't get any official coaching until eighth grade. I finally got a hitting coach because, um, I think we kind of realized like, yeah, I'm a little behind if I want to play like varsity baseball. Um, and so I was just well behind all the kids that had been playing tournaments for a long time. And so I really wasn't that good. And at the time, I felt I was good enough to be on the freshman baseball team at Vista Marietta, um, but I wasn't. And then this other kid named Everett Hazelwood um, was also like me. I didn't know him before, but we had similar friend groups because he played on the travel ball team. So me and him both didn't make the team. Crushed by it. Um, ended up saying, hey, we'll be team managers. So we were the team managers for the freshman team, which is a gut punch in of itself because you're basically... Just, that kid that's there that didn't make the baseball team that maybe thinks he's good enough to be on the team. You're kind of just shagging ground balls. You might swing a bat here and there if you're lucky and get in the cage and all that. And so that was hard. Um, And then during the season, that's when I started getting extremely bad cystic acne, like acne that would bleed, peel, um, constant like agony, like pain all the time. Um, so it was not fun and it was everywhere on my face, forehead, chin, nose, face, like just, just did not look good at all. Never felt good. Still smiled all the time. I just didn't let it bother me for the most part, but I, I knew people made fun of me and I knew it was kind of a thing. Um, as it was first starting when it wasn't awful, I remember asking a girl at homecoming probably got mixed signals anyways, but it was in front of the entire baseball team got rejected with flowers and everything gut punch again, it happens. It never really changed like who I was at the time. Um, so yeah, I went on this thing called Accutane, which is like the strongest acne medication out there. It dries out all your skin. You got to get blood tests every month. Oh um, and it really helped clear up my acne. It was, it was a good thing. Um, but during that time I still played baseball. I still played travel baseball while I was the team manager with eighth graders while I was a freshman, which sucks. I was an older freshman. Compared to my friend who was a uh, November baby. So he was a year younger than me, but still a freshman. So he could play in all the tournaments. I couldn't always play in all the tournaments mm-hmm. um, because of age difference. Um, so it was just a little weird doing that. But I remember I wasn't a catcher, I was an outfitter. And uh, they'd always make me catch sometimes. I had strong legs and I was mm-hmm. not afraid to, to block a ball. And I could throw people out. Like I had a decent okay. arm, um, not a great catcher. But I remember one game I had to wear someone else's catcher's mask. I don't have any catcher's gear. And the parents went ballistic at the oh, coach. Because they're like, we don't want that kid's stuff popping all over my catcher's mask. And I was like, I get it. Again, just another ego hit and all that. Um, And I don't hold it against them. I talk to the dad all the time. Now, he always supports my stuff on Facebook. Like, he's very, very good people. Um, I totally get the whole thing with acne. It's part of it. Um, So go through the summer playing travel ball. Acne's going away. I'm feeling really, really good. Don't make the baseball team again. Told basically too average at everything nothing stands out you're just a decent player that's it and that's not good enough for our program it's like okay so i can either accept my fate and be a team manager or transfer schools side of transfer schools best thing for me um i really had no friends left at the other school they had all transferred schools as well my buddy everett transferred to a school called called norco um which is a really good baseball school too Fun fact, he's now in the White Sox organization. He grew about five and a half inches and now he's wow. a right-handed pitcher throwing about 95 miles an hour. And he played at Kansas, went to community college first. And now he's in the White Sox organization. So he went from team manager to that. That's I went from that to this talking sports at a, I guess, high level. So uh, your story shapes who you are. Uh, so then I go to a different high school uh, where I knew nobody. Like I think one kid from middle school was there that I really didn't know very well that I hung out with that at first. Um, met the baseball coach made the team right away was on JV had a good time junior year we had 15 seniors school had never been to playoffs in history like ever it was still like an only eight-year-old school Mm -hmm. uh I ended up being one of the only juniors on the team there was three of us juniors and one sophomore and we ended up winning the division one state title that year wow the top division in California um and it was just like such a, a thrill. So for me, it was a big ego thing. So I was like, oh, look at that. I transfer schools. Now I have a ring. This team, I don't talk badly about them. I still talk to some of them that was told, we only want the best of the best. We're going to go win two or three championships because this is such a talented group. Never won one. And I was able to, which I guess it's my one chance to show it off. So I, I can't wear it anymore because my fingers are too big, but I'll show off. There you go. Ring that everyone loves to, to chase these sports. Um. So, yeah, that was really that. And then, yeah, I just played baseball throughout high school. I was going to go play at some small school in Iowa to pursue the dream. Uh, Stubborn my senior year, played on a torn UCL without really knowing it was torn. I just kept taking like eight ibuprofen a game. (laughs) Didn't throw on practice days. I just told coach, like, yeah, on practice days I'll hit and I'll run, but just barely played light catch and uh, decided it wasn't worth going to Iowa to rehab for a year and uh, decided to start this sports broadcasting stuff and I was covering high school football right away and that was a wrap for me I was just like all right like I know I'm not a major league player let's just go into what I want to do after and just start now so that was kind of a that was kind of my journey that got me started into sports broadcasting I know that was really long-winded but definitely shaped who I am today and uh, I would I wouldn't trade it even the bad times with all the acne still having some of the scarring, which it's going away. I don't let it bother me anymore. Some days I'm like, oh man, my face looks a little weird, but that's okay. Uh, I wouldn't trade it for anything. It shaped who I am today. I feel like it humbled me. I feel like it made me figure out what working for something really is because Mm -hmm. when I was playing travel baseball, um, the team that we joined, me and my buddy Everett, was 50 minutes away. And so I blessed his mom because my parents wouldn't drive. His mom would drive us all the time. We were going three, four nights a week to practice and hit and work out there and all that after being at practice all day. And we played water polo too that fall. I forgot to mention that part <laughs> we both had the same English teacher who was the water polo coach and was like, well, we're not playing baseball. Let's play
0: water polo. Yeah, might as well.
1: Really fun. Really fun. We would go water polo five in the morning, school water polo for three hours, baseball till midnight in a different city, 50 miles, 50 minutes away, drive back, get up at 5am, do it again. And, uh, just shaped me into like, okay, this is how you work hard. And how you go like after what you want to get after. so
0: I wouldn't trade it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, one of the biggest reasons why I didn't make my middle school team is because I was told I was too small. And, and, and that's, that's, that's why I said, like, we have, we have very similar stories because I've always been insecure about my body. Now, now it's something like the last like two or three years, I could give a crap. Like, I, like I work out like, but like, I, I, am not like big, like I I can't, I can't like, I have like some friends who have like arms that are huge. And like, I've tried to bulk up for years. I've, I've tried so many different diets. Hopefully it can happen at some point, but if it doesn't, I, it's not going to affect me. And, um, I, I remember just using that motivation, um, to help me be able to, you know, get better at baseball every single year. And, you know, the same thing happened for me when I, um, uh, When I changed my major in college, my, my, my advisor told me that it was going to be way too competitive that, um, I started way too late and I just looked at that as a test and, 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 and and it's the type of thing where, um, when people doubt you, you just get that inner, inner, uh, inner sort of motivation um, to to show them. And it's something where I I want to ask you for for like people who have insecurities or are struggling with insecurities about their appearance. uh, What advice would you have for them?
1: Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just to get to the root cause. We we have a problem in our society with all kinds of things, whether it's physical health, mental health, uh, work-life balance, we all like the easy remedies. We take this pill, drink this, do this. Um, but the biggest and most important question anyone can ask themselves is why, why am I insecure about this? Why am I feeling bad about this? And when you really sit down and I do it, honestly, I'll turn the lights off in my room and sit on my bed. When I feel off, I will literally sit in the dark and ask like the, the hard why questions. Why am I insecure about my face? For example, we can go into there. And so, it just takes a lot of time sitting there. And so for me, for example, cause I'm just, I'm not an expert. So I'll just keep using me as an example for my experience. Cause I don't want to make it seem like a end all be all everyone's different, but I would sit there and be like, okay, why am I subconscious about my face? Well, okay. I'm going to be on TV. Okay. Well, has anyone ever said anything about it to you when you're on TV? Well, no, no one said anything. Okay. So why are you insecure about it being on TV? Oh, well I noticed it. Okay. Well, You see yourself every day. Of course, you're going to notice when you have little things off with your face. Does anyone really care? No. And I know I totally just sound like a crazy person having a conversation right now, but that's just what works for me. And so I think if you're going through something and there's something that just constantly bothers you, ask yourself why and really get down to the root of it. And this applies to so many things in life. Why do I want to be bigger? Why do I want to lose this weight? Why do I want to uh, pursue this career? When you really understand the why, it opens up exactly what doors need to be opened for you in order to accomplish whatever it is you're trying to accomplish while also figuring out who you are, because nothing's going to actually happen until you figure out who you are, at least not beyond surface level. Like once you get deeper than surface level with yourself, you'll get deeper than surface level in the things that you want to do with your life and the passions you want to pursue and the purpose that you want to chase after.
0: Yeah, man, I I completely agree with that. And and it's something where like when we're talking about our insecurities, it's something where Sometimes people don't even realize it. I, I mean, I feel like we each have our different insecurities, and the only way people really know is is if we talk about it or if we make it a subject. But all in all, like that's that's just some anxiety that we have that we try to hide from other people. And honestly, it's it's something where I feel like those insecurities, whatever it is, because I, f- I feel like we all have them can kind of block you from really living life to the fullest and, and fully do, doing certain things, either, either if you have social anxiety or if you're even insecure about your body, your skin, whatever, going out with friends, going out to a party, be, being, being able to like, just do things and live life. So
1: here's one more story on that too, to, to feed into what you're saying and what I was saying. So through the experience that I went through, um, I was always growing up kind of a shy guy, like a shy kid. Seventh grade, my uncle came over, turned on ESPN. I knew instantly I wanted to be a sports caster.
0: That's cool.
1: Michael comes, go through all that. I'm like, Yeah, maybe I'll do like sports medicine. I don't talk enough to be on TV. Um, I, I'm really shy. Senior year, randomly like was getting out of practice, and some kid came up, was like, Hey, we're painting our chest with Mesa. You wanna be the S? And I was like, Sure. So I was in front of the crowd doing all these crazy things. Teacher, like the leadership class like, I want that kid in my class, transfer to her class, uh, end up being like the PA announcer for basketball at my high school game and was still set on doing sports medicine in college. And then one day we're, get, we're like getting ready for graduation and we're just kind of sitting in the auditorium, getting ready for grad practice, do all that. And my old Spanish teacher from like sophomore year comes up and goes, hey, Jordan, like, how you doing? We talk. She's like, so what are you planning to do? And I was like, well, I'm not really sure yet. Like sports medicine might be a thing. She goes, you are always really good at the basketball games. You should try being like a sports announcer. And I was like, in my head, I'm like, I've always wanted to do that, but I've never thought I could. So we talk a lot about like, you have the people that you want to prove wrong. Sometimes it's that person that in your life, that's maybe not an immediate family member or friend, because they're always going to kind of tell you what you want to hear for the most part. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes that person giving you the push forward helps you along your journey. And so I always, I always tell people to find those people in your life. And it could be a teacher you kept in contact with. It could be a friend you haven't talked to in a year and a half that you just randomly sent a text to and said, Hey, I was thinking about you today. And you just have a conversation. They push you in a certain direction. You push them in a certain direction. Um, That, that, that's, that goes a long way on, on that journey of like figuring out your insecurities. Sometimes it takes that one person that's like, Hey, why aren't you doing this thing? Or why don't you do this thing? And you're like, Oh, Someone thinks I can, there's a lot of people that think I can't and that's okay. I can prove them wrong later down the line, but one person thinks I can, maybe I can do it and I will do it. And that's when it was like, okay, I'm going to do it. So I think a lot of people go through that. And so it's all about just being willing and ready to embrace that when someone tells you that, or when someone says you can't even, you can still embrace it and say, I still want it. So
0: yeah. Yeah. 100%. And like when I started this, I, I mean, I sort of had the whole insecurities of, You know, think about what other people thought is it going to be the same thing of how i got bullied in high school like and i kind of just took it all out of it i'm like i i love doing this and i'll I'll never forget this and you know I'll, i'll tell this story for the rest of my life i was i was sitting in my sophomore year dorm and i i was a business i was a business administration major and i remember i thought i'm like no it'd be really cool if like i could work for like bleacher report and like be able to talk about sports every day like like, why have I never thought about this? And then the next day I changed my major. And then, then I just uh, went full force into sports. And, and it's something where like after high school, I, I think it's really crazy that, that they expect you to know what's going on, that they, that even in college, like I have some friends who like they graduated college and they don't know what specific aspect that they fully want to go into in their major, or, or maybe they I, I had a friend who was a uh, criminal justice major and then everything that happened throughout this past summer, he's like, well, maybe I don't really want to be looked at like that. Or maybe I don't really like actually want to do that. And, and it's, it's just all really just finding your Avenue and what's going to make you excited to wake up every single day. And, and it's, it's also something where like after graduation, um, that was something where it was really weird for me. You, like, like you're graduating, um, December when may comes around, I, w- I want to talk to you about this because it was really weird. I, I had a lot, I'm a, ha- I'm ahead of a lot of my friends. Some of my friends like juniors are going in their senior year. And so when I saw everybody else go back and you know, I'm going into work, I'm like, I don't miss the schoolwork, but like, it was really nice. Like not like, like being on your own schedule kind of, and like not really having to worry about the adult type of things. And I, I sort of wanted to talk about this a little bit of, of, you know, taking care of yourself as like an adult, because like we're so used to, at least for myself, I grew up an only child and uh, I was very used to my mom sort of taking care of me and, and you know, like reminding me to do different things. And, and like now that like I'm way more independent, just like going through those growing pains of being a responsible adult. And it's, it's, it's pretty crazy that whole process.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's a journey that we all go through. Um, I've definitely had my my fair share of troubles with it and successes with it. And so I think uh, the best advice I've gotten about taking care of yourself, especially in this crazy field where, you know, there are days, especially where I'm at in my space at Sports360 AZ, where um, news is breaking. And I also have this other story I was working on and this other thing I had to post, the podcast and all these things. And so you just go, 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 go nonstop. And the best advice I've gotten from my boss, who this is why I still work there because he's the first person that's ever told me you work too hard, which was like, huh? He's like, work less. I'm like, what does that mean? Like, how does that, why do you want your employee to work less? And it comes with taking care of yourself and it comes with taking time. So like for him on Wednesday mornings, he just disappears and goes golfing with his wife. He just disappears, no phone, nothing, just bye-bye. That's his refresh every week. For me, I go on a hike or I watch like a comic book show that I need to catch up on like boys or something. And I'll just put my phone away and I'll just sit there and refresh. And so um, you have the responsibilities of money, which is the hard part um, of working and paying the bills. But once you have that sort of figured out, it's about finding time to still, take care of yourself and doing whatever it is you enjoy. It could be video games. Like people want to look down on people that play video games. I personally don't, but if that's what your days, that's what you need to do to turn off for two hours and like, just like escape adulthood for a little bit, do it. If you need to sit there and go on a hike, if you need to uh, read a book, if you, whatever it is, it doesn't have to be productive. It can be productive. Um, I'm not one of those people. It's like, you need to do everything productive all the time. And that's how you can become a better person. And it's like, When you add too many things into your life that are too productive, you just burn yourself out. I don't care what it is, how passionate you are about it. Um, Even for me working in sports, I'll be honest. I tell us when I mentor incoming freshmen, I don't know why I'm raising my hand, but when I mentor incoming freshmen uh, I don't watch sports as much as I used to. I actually sometimes really don't like watching sports. Like I honestly, sometimes I'm like, you know what? I'm sitting here end of the day. I've been working on sports stories all day. I don't want to watch a sports game unless I'm actually covering the game. I don't want to watch it. So saying that is something in this industry, especially that can uh, benefit you and just realize like, okay, there's other things I can be doing right now. And so it's kind of all over the place there, but I think we're all trying to figure that out. And I think in May I'll have to catch up again when I don't have any schoolwork, uh, and I see what happens with my life and where I go by them. I don't have the the school social activities as much and uh, no work, no school work to balance on top of that. And just working full time would be different. So it's just kind of an ongoing process. I think it's just finding things you enjoy outside of what you do. It's okay to enjoy what you want to do. In fact, you want to enjoy what you do to find other things you enjoy too, that are completely different and that'll help in, in the long run.
0: Yeah. that That's something that like I, I've been trying to focus on as well because I mean, I struggle with the same thing with, with the sports aspect. And, you know, I look at honestly, every single sports event that goes on as an opportunity for me to grow my Twitter, for me to grow my personal brand. And um, I've gotten, I've gotten um, pretty obsessed with Twitter recently because I mean, that's kind of where news breaks and that if you have a good following on there, like it's really good for your career. And it's, it's something where at the, at the end of the days, like, I used to use sports as like, as like a way to like, forget about my worries, like refresh. But like, but like, then there's times where like, I'm watching a game and I'm like, wait, I want to report on this stuff. Like I want to make a video about this stuff. And like, and, and it was something where I, it's funny. Cause I went on this uh, road trip uh, last year. Um, d- it was in July in the middle of COVID and all that sort of stuff. And um, I didn't have any social media for two weeks and two days, uh, two days before, um, our trip ended and we were like camping, we were hiking every day. It was awesome. Best, best two weeks of my life. Didn't have to worry about anything. And uh, except for like where we were going to sleep, where we we're going to eat, and all that sort of stuff. But you know, we figured it out. But t- <laughs> two days, two days before our trip ended, Cam Newton got signed by the Patriots. And as you know, like that was the replacement for Tom Brady. And so, like, I yeah. had my friends take my phone away. I'm like, you got to take my phone away because I'm, I'm like trying to set a podcast right now. Like I am trying to like research like how this Cam Newton on the Patriots is going to work out so that I can freaking talk about it like when I get home. Um, but yeah, the, the whole the whole college, especially work, work and life balance is huge. And I love the videos that you make on Instagram every single day of, of just saying, go out there and just be active, go and do something. Um, even if it's like going for a walk, working out, um, and, and like, that's something that like, I've tried to be a lot more consistent with is, is working out. And, um, it's, it's such a great stress reliever. Another thing that I do to help me stress relief is meditate. I've been journaling a lot. Journaling has been huge because we keep up so much stuff in our minds. Um, and just with the pressures of this industry, even just in our society of, After college, needing to have things figured out, needing to get a job, then get an apartment, then like have your whole future like figured out. Like, what are you talking about?
1: Yeah, it's not always gonna be figured out. Um, I've always been someone that speaks things into existence. And I started writing things down this year. And as I opened my notebook, I randomly looked at this the other day because I've been writing a lot lately. And I wrote down some some goals that I wanted to have happen. And it's crazy how they end up turning out, even though they're not exactly how I wrote them down. For example, I wrote down, okay, here's are my current priorities for this year and next year. I want to do them and I will do them. And then asterisk subject to change, because I think everything is free flowing. Nothing should be rigid. And so I wrote down for work, for work first at sports sixty. I want to do weekly high school football features. That was my big thing, off the field stories. Um, didn't quite work out that way. Now I'm doing weekly college features around ASU or NAU or Arizona on our TV show every week. So it flipped to college. Um, and instead, we have one of the valleys, one of Arizona's legends at 12 News here, Bruce Cooper. He retired last year. We brought him into our company as like a freelance storyteller because local news for anyone that doesn't know how local TV news works, it burns people out, especially those from the older generation that are now being asked to do like three person's job as one person. They might not have those skills. It's a lot of stress for not a lot of money. He was burnt out, but him and his camera guy are telling all these awesome high school feature stories every single week. And what they've done is they've helped me grow just from watching them every week. So now, next year, maybe that goal that I wrote down is actually going to be something I do. This year, what that turned into is I'm watching these every week, I'm adding the graphics to them, and I'm learning from them just from seeing how they're doing that. I also said I want to start a mental health podcast. Well, instead of starting my own, which will happen eventually. I'm now doing our starting the conversation platform, which was kind of started out at my company before I was there. It's kind of gone away over the years. I decided, hey, I want to bring this back and start telling conversations in this video platform that's maybe not a long form podcast, but it's these 10 to 20 minute conversations. And we just sit down and and do stuff. My first one was the softball player at ASU. Uh, She had cancer in 2018. I'd seen stories written about her. I saw a two minute video on Pac-12. I never saw a full length conversation about, okay, what was it like? take me through the moments, take me through what it was like after all that stuff. I hadn't seen that. So I want to do that. So it's crazy when you start writing stuff down, how it starts happening for you when you really put your mind to it. Mm-hmm. And it might not be exactly what you wrote down and that's okay. And I think a lot of people sometimes have a hard time accepting that. And I see it as it's all fluid. And there's things I've written down that I'm nowhere close to even having happened yet. Uh, I started a video production company on Instagram I've done nothing with it. I've been really slacking on it. I'm not beating myself up about it. I have conversations about it um, at my gym with some personal trainers that I'm gonna do some videos for. It's something that's gonna happen down the line. I don't sit there and talk about it because it, I'd rather just be about it than talk about it, but it's there. And I don't stress out that it's written down and I haven't done anything with it yet because I know I'm going to eventually when the timing is right. I'll know when the timing is right. You don't wait for the perfect time, but there's just something that that kickstarts it. I feel like where you're like, oh, this is the time, let's do
0: it. Right, exactly. I did the same exact thing starting in 2021. It's been a it's been a huge thing for me. I um I actually learned manifestation and, and law of attraction from uh you've probably seen his videos now on TikTok. His name is Charlie Rocket. It's at Charlie. Yeah. He helps people like make their dreams happen. That guy changed my life. Um he his words of it's already happened, time just hasn't caught up yet. That's what I write at the end of my manifestation stuff and it gives me goosebumps every single morning because I'm like I can envision this stuff happening and, and it actually ended up happening this past year. Um, I said, I wanted to be on a broadcast on Nesson. I was on a broadcast on Nesson and dream come true. And then also I said, I, uh, I will meet Jared Carabas. And funny enough, I was, I was talking to this girl named Meredith Gorman. She's a reporter for Nesson, and uh, Jared ended up FaceTiming her with, in, in the middle of our conversation. I, I'm like, I'm like, and Charlie always talks about quantum physics connecting with like law of attraction. I'm like, this is a very quantum day. Like, this is th- like, what are the odds? You know what I mean? Um, i I feel like especially not only our industry, but just like our age getting into this stuff early. Like I also have a vision board as well because I'm a visual learner. So like I put my manifestation stuff on a vision board. And so like, I, I, I have like pictures of people that I look up to and, just just like envision myself doing it as well. Um, I think that's huge for, for people our age, just being able to, you know, have that vision. And I, I think as well, like, I, I, one last thing that I want to touch on is, is just like, how you like get that vision? Because, you know, you and I are lucky, we're lucky enough to like figure out like, what we want to do, have goals for the future and like have all these aspirations. But there's some people out there that don't fully exactly know maybe what the next week's going to look like, what the next month's going to look like. Even if you talk about five years from now, they're like, all right, like that's just way too much for me. And so like being able to get that vision, at least for me, just like thinking about like, what have I always wanted to do growing up and just like connecting it with like that type of stuff. Something with like this podcast, thinking about like people that like I idolized, being able to just like know that like I will meet them sometime in my life. And me just saying that just gave myself goosebumps, but like for yourself, like, how are you able to like get that vision, make these goals and sort of like figure that stuff out?
1: Yeah, it's one of those things to me that I I guess it, I guess it first starts with my parents. And I, I think that that plays a large role in everyone's lives. Like I didn't realize it at the time, but I read this book. Back in like seventh grade, my mom made me read it, The Secret. It's been around since like the nineties. It was one of the first like manifestations, reach out to the universe type my, books. My parents have that too. Yeah, it's very much their generation's book, and so I read it in, uh, like middle school. I never realized how much of an impact it had on me at the time. I guess I did absorb some of that with some of my story with baseball and basically manifesting to myself. I'm gonna make a team, and I'm boom. I make a team, boom. I win a championship right. a year and a half later. Something that I just basically just spoken into existence. That's how I view it. And so I think it it clicked for me at at that age, which I feel very fortunate that I went through all these like things. I went through so much stuff even before high school, hit by a car, pyloric stenosis when I was a little kid, like all these like crazy things. And uh, they just, for some reason, I think helped shape me. And I think everyone has those experiences, maybe later in life, maybe earlier in life. And I think those are the times when you're able to start seeing like what you want out of life. When you know that there's all these crazy things that can bog you down, could potentially take your life. Like I've almost died a couple of times from things like that. And so it changes your perspective. And I'm not saying everyone needs to go through something like that to find it. But what I've seen is I think it does give you that clarity of this is what I want to do. And as you start learning and getting older, if it happened at a younger age, You start seeing, okay, here's how I can actually go about it. But it really just starts with just saying, this is what I want to do, having zero clue how to do it. It's okay to say, this is exactly what I want. I don't know how to do it. I don't even know if I can do it, but I'm going to find a way eventually. And then eventually you figure out the steps. You go to the right place, you meet the right person that says, hey, here's what you should do first. You should just start a YouTube channel and get yourself on air every day. That's what I did during quarantine. I went and did daily sports takes for like, four months straight, just because I was like, well, there's no sports, but I might as well work on my on-camera presence because it's a good time. And so I think you just learn the steps along the way. And so my one piece of advice would be don't get over, like, don't get paralyzed by over analyzing what you want, figure out what the goal is. And don't worry about how you're going to get there. Just say, I'm going to get there. Just keep repeatedly telling yourself, good days, bad days. This is where I'm going to be. I'm going through this right now. I couldn't pay rent because I was a hundred dollars short right now, but that's going to teach me that, okay, now I had to do this extra thing or I had to not spend money on this. And now that's going to help me understand money a little more so that I can eventually take a job that maybe pays a little bit less. That gives me the right experience. And then eventually mm-hmm. I'll get paid more and I'll get the job of my dreams. That's one way it could happen. You don't know exactly how it's going to happen. Like I believe I'm in Arizona for the next four or five years. I feel very fortunate to be in this market already. And right now, I'm like, okay, I'm going to get to NFL Network and then I'm going to leave when I have a family and I'm going to start my own company and it's going to be great. Is it going to work out that way? (laughs) I don't know. Is that the exact steps? There's probably more steps involved. I I doubt that I'm actually going to be able to go from Phoenix to NFL Network just like that in five years. I'm sure that's not a possibility. Is that my dream right now? Absolutely. There's going to be other steps along the way that I just don't know yet. And that's okay. It's okay to not know those steps yet. They're going to come.
0: Yeah, exactly, and, and life always seems to put those roadblocks in front of you. But I mean, it's it's a it's all a learning experience. Every day is a learning experience, and um, I I'm I'm really excited for you to start your mental health and sports podcast. I really am because I, I didn't I didn't know any of that stuff about you almost dying about you getting hit by a car, and I think that you have a lot of stories to tell, my friend. I, I think that a lot of people um, are going to learn from you. I think um, I think I think it's really cool how not only you and I were connected, but I think you and I are very similar in the way that we not only are able to tell stories about sports, but also uncover things that are just life struggles that people don't really uncover too much and don't really want to talk about. And I think now with how media is, how podcasts are, I think that's one of the biggest things that I love to do is listen to these types of interviews and learn from other people's experiences and kind of apply it to my own life. And in something that, um, I, I hear a lot of um, podcasters that I look up to th- their last question that they always ask is is what is the best advice that you have received and, and that's that's what I'm curious about you Jordan <laughs> I've received a lot of great advice over the years I,
1: I think if I if I stick honestly more recently it is the person I look up to the most right now is my boss Brad Sessman at sports 260 easy we have he's one of those people you can't just have like a five minute phone call with unless he's like running into a meeting. It's going to be like an hour long. So when he calls you, if you're busy, you're just like, oh, great. Uh, (laughs) talk. Like You're just like, okay, what's going on, Brad? Um, But the best advice he's given me, um, just life advice is uh, really to just take steps back. I think I I mentioned it briefly earlier, but it's to don't let yourself get consumed by what you want to do. We all have that like Jordan mentality. I feel like the Michael Jordan mentality that we all strive for that, where it's just like, I'm going to be so stubborn. Everything is going into this. And that's okay. At certain times, we have to learn when to step back. And even he, even he stepped back, he played golf all the time and he was still gambling and kind of getting edges on people and doing all that stuff. But even he would step back and do other things away from basketball to to refresh himself. And so I think that's the best piece of advice I've received is just don't take yourself so seriously. Make sure you take time to step back, enjoy your life, Um, I'm learning how to kind of reform relationships. I put those kind of to the wayside for a long time because I've been so focused on myself So right now. That's the bigger focus than even some of my stuff in sports right now is learning relationships again, because it's something I've just completely buried for a long time. And it's an important part of your life. You got to have the right people around you. You got to have the, you know, the people that connect with you, the people that are going to grow with you, the people you're going to help grow with, Mm -hmm. um, so really, just making sure you make that time. Still, um, I think that's the biggest thing. Don't stress the work so much. It's going to be stressful days. There's going to be days where it's easy, um, but if you can figure out the times where you're able to just step away, do other things, life just becomes so much better. And that could mean it takes another an extra year to get where you want to go. That's okay. We have. I know life is short, but we also have a lot of time as well. However, you want to look at it, life is short. We also have all this time to really get where we want to go
0: yeah, we're, we're 22 right now. Like the life expectancy is hundred. We got 80, we got 78 more years. You know what I mean? And, um, this conversation was meant to happen. I really appreciate this conversation because there was multiple things throughout our talk that I looked at. And I'm like, shoot, that's something that I need to work on. That's something that I should probably work on. Maybe I should change that a little bit. And, and, um, this, this episode, I think will also help a lot of people as well. Um, that's one of the biggest things that I not only want to talk about sports, I want to talk about real life stuff and help people of all ages. Um, I, I, I think that that's what we're here to do. We're here to explain our experiences and, and help other people grow as well. So, um, is, is there anything that you, that you want to plug for yourself so that people can go and check you out?
1: Yeah, I mean, just the biggest thing. And I feel like Twitter's where I'm strongest right now. It's at Spurge uh, underscore Target. Didn't have like an extra like one with an underscore on it. I got to get a sharpie and draw one on there eventually, <laughs> so you could find me on Twitter there. Um, I do a high school football show with my co host Claudia Faust, who uh, just got married. So congrats to her. She's doing amazing with her husband Roman. But that's a really fun high school football show where we step away from the field and just have conversations with cheerleaders and band members and coaches and players and. Different kinds of people. It's a lot of fun. Um, But that's really what I've got going on on Twitter. You can see everything that I'm doing. I got the starting the conversation pieces going on and uh, doing weekly video stories on if anyone out there cares about ASU. I don't know if they're a Rose Bowl team or not, but I'm doing weekly stories on them trying to focus on other aspects. So A lot of fun stuff there but yeah i appreciate the time um you mentioned a little bit i think sharing stories is important um i see myself as a storyteller and i want to be that guy that tells so many stories for others and i feel like uh that involves telling my own story from time to time and i think Mm -hmm. it, it really helps build connection with a lot more people when you're able to tell your story so my one last piece of advice for anyone that feels comfortable with their story and their trials and tribulations my new rule on instagram Two posts out of three can be highlights. The third post needs to be something about a struggle or maybe something that's not talked about as much. That That's my new rule for myself. I don't post very often. I want to post more. Um, but we live in a world of highlights and life isn't highlights. Highlights are just those quick little things you watch LeBron dunk for two minutes straight on your phone. Um, but you don't see the times where he was running on the court for 30 minutes, not with the ball in his hand. So it, that's my sports to life metaphor there. Take the time to to... If you want to share it, whether it's on social media or with friends, feel free to share your story with people. Cause it really matters. We're all going through very similar things. I'm in Arizona. You're out there on the East coast. We go through very similar things. That's just how life is.
0: Yeah, I completely agree, man. I love it. All right. Awesome. Really appreciate you taking the time. Everybody go t- check out Jordan. He's got a great future, not only in sports, but within the mental health space and really excited to see what we each are able to do with our goals and aspirations. And if, um, or when, not if, when our, our goals happen. So appreciate the time, man. Perfect. Thanks,
1: Jacob. appreciate it.
0: Thank you for listening to
1: Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.